morning, and thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today regarding what to expect from therapy providers under PDPM. I am Michelle Kramer, Therapy Quality Assurance Specialist with LCS Health Services Division, and I am your host today. As we continue to prepare for our transition to the Patient-Driven Payment Model, or PDPM, I am joined today by Janice Pedrick, Regional Director of Operations with TMC, to discuss how our therapy provider will assist with ICD-10 coding, Section GG assessment, monitoring auditing of therapy treatment, delivery and documentation to meet that medical necessity, as well as participation in the PDPM huddle, weekly Medicare meeting, and triple check process. Janice, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Michelle. So Janice, it is amazing that October 1 and PDPM is only days away. Yeah, it's like a long pregnancy, right? I mean, we've been preparing forever, and I'm just ready. I'm I'm sure you are for it to get here, and let's get our hands in and see what we've got. I know. Everybody has been preparing, and I see so much improvement. So let's get started with my first question for you. Since coding, coding, and coding is the most important and first piece to PDPM success, how are the therapy directors and therapists assisting MDS and the IDT in identification and coding of the ICD-10 diagnosis codes? Great question, an important question. Well, our therapy care navigators, our our therapy directors, have been thoroughly trained, as we talked earlier about how long we have been preparing um, for PDPM, and they're competent in in proper coding. Uh, We, along with your staff, will review the medical records, the hospital documentation to improve proper medical diagnoses, non-therapy ancillaries, comorbidities, including diagnoses related to any supporting SLP components. We also require participation in the PDPM huddle, triple check, Medicare meeting, and MDS review. As you know, you know, going into PDPM, over-communicating is key. That's great. We really need a team effort. So speaking of the team, how are our therapists prepared to assist the communities in scoring Section GG functional status, usual performance on the MDS? Are you dreaming of Section GG these days? I know I am. Uh, As you know, CMS has stated that GG scoring will be their method of assessing patient outcomes. Uh, It is predicted that Section GG uh, will be the universal scorecard for outcomes at some point. Uh, So we've provided training through situational trainings uh, to ensure proper scoring and consistent scoring. Um, We're tracking Section GG progress by therapists. Uh, reviewing for accuracy, proper supporting documentation, integrating of scores for admission, IPAs, discharges. Our software is set up to prompt therapists when to complete Section GG and to also document in our progress notes. Wow, I agree that CMS has come out in their last training that they will be auditing and reviewing outcomes, comparing the admission GG score to the discharge GG score and expecting positive outcomes. So in addition to the PT and OT components, the SLP component really drives reimbursement levels. What is the process to ensure the BIM score and Section C of the MDS, which is completed by social services, matches the results of the SLP other cognitive evaluations? Um, well, our, will either, our FTs will either administer or review the BIMs 
to ensure alignment with other cognitive evaluations. Uh, our TCN, the therapy uh, director, will bring speech evaluations and assessments to the PDPM huddle to ensure the accuracy and matching of assessments for the BIM score. And on that same note, Michelle, we'll also follow that process to ensure the accuracy of Section K, which is equally important. Um, we want to make sure that our speech are communicating with dietary any mechanically altered diet changes and all dysphagia diagnoses. Well, that is so important that the MDS coding under Section C and K support that SLP component. It is so wonderful that the speech-language pathologists matter now under PDPM. So after the admission assessment is completed and therapy is being initiated, how is therapy scheduling the patient under PDPM when minute expectations are no longer driving reimbursement? Right. Um, well, we know that uh, the minutes are no longer driving reimbursement, but they're still going to be important to CMS that we document the minutes provided uh, to each patient. And we utilize Ignite, our predictive software, which provides proven care pathways for our therapist. Uh, it will assist in how best to schedule these patients based on their diagnoses, their comorbidities, and their discharge plans to get the best outcome in the shortest amount of time. And we, we all know that this is what is or what should be important to all of our insurances. That is terrific. CMS has recently updated their definition um, of group therapy to include two to six people doing same or similar activities. So in addition to the therapy minutes, how is therapy tracking and monitoring the group and concurrent minutes to not exceed the 25% of total therapy minutes per therapy discipline? Uh, well, Michelle, I've been around, I've been a therapist for a long time, and I'm excited to see group and concurrent make a comeback. Um, our software, is Ignite, is going to calculate group and concurrent minutes on a daily basis to ensure that we do not over-deliver. Uh, it is important to calculate daily in the event that we have a patient DC earlier than expected. We've also provided training for our therapists as to when group or concurrent is appropriate, as well as how to write the goals, provide the necessary documentation to support the need and benefit for group and concurrent treatment. Wow, I agree. It is really important for ongoing tracking and monitoring of group and concurrent therapy minutes and to ensure that the documentation is present in the medical record to support. So speaking of documentation, how will therapy continue to monitor and audit documentation in order to meet CMS requirements for medical necessity? So I'm betting this is your favorite question. Um, <laughs> so as you know, the definition of skilled services have not changed. So we'll continue with the current audits that are such an integral part to the Therapy Quality Assurance Program. Uh, you know that program well, and you've been a great resource to all of your therapy providers over the years. Uh, we'll also have a denial prevention department that will assist with oversight. Uh, we have to become more proactive and prevent denials rather than reacting to a denial. And just like we spoke um, earlier, our participation in the PDPM huddle, triple check, Medicare meeting, as well as MDS review is vital. Uh, those meetings are important tools to monitor and to ensure the quality of, and the supporting documentation. That is great. It will truly be a team effort to ensure that we identify the most appropriate principal medical diagnosis, comorbidities, and NTAs, as well as provide appropriate skilled care, monitoring, auditing throughout the patient's stay to ensure positive outcomes.
So thank you so much, Janice, for joining me today to discuss how our therapy providers can assist throughout PDPM. Thank you, Michelle. You said it best. I mean, I think it's the old adage, it takes a village. If it were ever true, it's true now. Um, and I also just want to tell you, uh, we appreciate uh, the opportunity to be one of LCS's therapy providers. Uh, we understand that you're trusting us to take great care of your residents and your therapy patients, and we don't take that responsibility lightly. So again, thank you for this opportunity. And thank you, Janice. We truly appreciate your partnership with us. Thank you so much for attending our podcast on what to expect from your therapy provider during PDPM. Bye-bye. Legal Disclaimer. Life Care Services LLC is not engaged in rendering legal advice. Therefore, any information provided in this podcast, although intended to be correct, is also not intended to replace or supersede the advice of your legal counsel. Also, thank you to Ben Sounds for the music provided in this podcast.